0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. You know, you can't, you really, if you tried to write a script that reflected what's going on in my country, your country, our country, during the last... I don't know, eight years maybe? Yeah, it probably goes back longer than that, but certainly the more painful uh, parts for me have been the last three years. And just, well, actually the last seven, because watching what the other political party, meaning the Democrats, not that I'm a Republican, but boy, I will tell you, they're pushing me. The Democrats are pushing me to become a Republican because any party that would allow government agencies and law enforcement agencies and the Department of Justice to become so partisan that they no longer have any relevance is really just outrageous to me. You know. And, and the biggest mistake that the left could possibly ever make and apparently have made is to prosecute Donald Trump. And that's of course what the uh, district attorney Alvin Bragg from New York is uh, is is planning to do. You know, this is a DA who has watched two other DAs say this wasn't a crime. I, I mean, uh, McCarthy, uh, the the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, said that. He said, you can go through lawyer after lawyer after lawyer after lawyer, and they'll tell you this is the weakest case out there trying to make a misdemeanor a felony. The timeline doesn't work because too long has passed, and doing it after a person for political purposes. So, McCarthy says, it's interesting to me that he spent his whole time as DA lowering felonies to not to prosecute, and, and now, you know, he's... Uh, He's taking a misdemeanor and turning it into a felony over President Donald Trump. These people are sick and getting sicker. And basically, they, they need to be stopped. And I think that's why this was the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake that they could have possibly made. You know, um, this is going to help the president, the former president. I, mean, I can't even think of a way in which it doesn't help him. Forget just getting re-elected, which is fine with me. That's enough. But, you know, the New York Sun said today, if the prosecutor is obliged to choose his cases, it follows that he can choose his defendants. Therein is the most dangerous power of the prosecutor, that he will pick people that he thinks should get rather than pick cases that need to be prosecuted. And that uh, attorney general robert jackson made a speech in 1940 and it has never ever been more important to to quote that than it is there you know it, it this is the most dangerous power that a prosecutor has it's it's um it's like a it, you know what they say about some DAs will do anything, seek an indictment of a ham sandwich. Well, President Trump's not a ham sandwich. A prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich, but the way that um, that the Attorney General Robert Jackson put it is that a prosecutor stands a fair chance of finding at least a technical violation of some act on the part of almost anyone. In such a case, Jackson said in his famous warning, it is not a question of discovering the commission of a crime and looking for the man who has committed it. It is a question of picking the man and then searching the law books or putting investigators to work to pin some offenses on him. And that's why the Wall Street Journal, one of the most uh, critical of Donald Trump and principled criticals, says it is impossible to overstate Mr. Bragg's bad judgment here. The DA is preparing to indict for the first time in history a former president, and on a misdemeanor, he's trying to bump up to a felony. All that is an astounding example of how the uh, Soviet Russia secret police operate. It was their... uh, their secret police who said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. And, and we're getting to watch this in, in real time, right? The man who is, regardless of how you personally feel about it and knowing how I personally feel about it, the man is, is literally going after the leading contender to be the Republican nominee for the president. That's just the truth. You just can't make this stuff up. If you tried to sell this script to Amazon Prime or or Netflix, they would laugh in your face. And it looks to me that that maybe it's I, I, I'm really I'm just trying my best to wrap my mind around this and I and part of me just keeps telling myself this Is so good for Donald Trump that certainly, you know, this had to be planned by people who support Donald Trump. I mean, it's just so good for him, you know. And that's not always true. the um, The only candidate that ever went to you know uh, uh, jail was Eugene Victor Debs. He was a member of the Socialist Party, and he ran for president from a prison cell. Uh, Inmate number 9653 at the penitentiary in Atlanta was in 1920 nominated by the Socialist Party as its candidate for president. He was permitted to make one public statement each week during the campaign. And of course, he railed against President Wilson as a tool of Wall Street. In the election, he received uh, received a share of the ballots that today would have netted him something like 5.3 million votes. President Harding commuted Deb's sentence and he left prison to the cheers of his 2,300 fellow inmates and went on to be received at the White House by a Republican president, Warren Harding. (laughs) You just, you know, that that actually happened. What do you think is going to happen with Donald Trump? We don't know. What we do know is that the American people are not stupid, and they know an abuse of power when they see one. When you have guys like Alan Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley saying what they're saying in the public... I mean, surely you would have to try and backtrack from this disaster. I think it was uh, Dershowitz who said, does anyone actually believe that if someone else were accused of paying hush money to avoid a sex scandal in the manner that Mr. Trump is suspected of doing, he would be prosecuted? Because the answer to that question is clearly no. And if Mr. Trump is charged, and then gets acquitted, which seems to be uh, what happens with Mr. Trump all the time. Where did the Democrats go to get their reputation back? They won't be able to. Meanwhile, you know, the, uh, the Republicans are at this, uh, or were at this agenda meeting, formulating their 2023 agenda plans, and they're listening to all the buzz. Charges from Bragg against President Donald Trump, most likely coming this week. And the House GOP, you know, had to weigh in. And they asked him, well, what will you say to the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump in the presidential election? He said, I wouldn't just talk to them. I would talk to 330 million Americans. I would say, Does it doesn't matter what side of this issue you're on. It Would you... It's so amazing to me. Of all the places, right? The Manhattan DA. This is a guy who's got more crime going on in his city than has been in decades. That's why Republicans won so many seats in New York. And this is what he has chosen to spend his time on. The statute of limitations ran out. It doesn't matter what side you're on. This is the type of thing America hates. And, and it divides us and it's just wrong. And of course, you know, you, you're playing with somebody who's not afraid to fight, not afraid to fight back. He went on Truth Social on Saturday morning and he said, I expect to be, uh, a, you know, arrested, indicted and arrested on Tuesday. And it totally upended the news cycle. That's all anybody was talking about. Instead of talking about, well, what, what are the uh, congressional committees going to be doing? And what, what's the agenda for the House GOP? No, no, no. It's like, what are you going to do if they indict Donald Trump? The only person who hasn't weighed in, I mean, I heard from Elise Stefanik. I got an email from her. I got an email from Steve Scalise. McCarthy said what he had to say. The only member of, member of uh, leadership who hasn't weighed in is the uh, GOP whip, Tom Emmer. But then he did, finally. He, just, uh, he was standing in front of the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando where they were meeting, and he said, this is outrageous. Everyone in the country, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, should be outraged that people will actually use our justice system against their political adversaries. This is not what this country was built upon. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Uh, this is a- a- Alvin Bragg, a man who accepted money from a Georgia, George Soros-backed organization when he was campaigning for DA, and, and has nothing to say about the rising crime rates in New York that he's ignoring and perhaps exacerbating while he's focusing on Donald Trump. Look, there, there's also really very shoddy legal basis. I heard Jonathan Turley the other night. I've seen uh, Dershowitz. This is the weakest case ever. I mean, we've been through this case twice already. You know, meanwhile, uh, nobody wants any movement on Hunter Biden's laptop, right? <laughs> no, that we can't talk about, but let's go back to Stormy Daniels, really? Even the lawyer who represented Stormy Daniels is in jail. I mean, I I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know what they're thinking. I guess they're not thinking. I guess this has just become so partisan and so wicked. It has to be wicked. You know, any forces out there that would like to see America be brought down, I've got to be cheering. You know, Vladimir Putin... Xi Jinping, they're meeting today. Can you just imagine what they're thinking, what they're saying? They're ecstatic. Oh, we hate Donald Trump. He made it very hard for us. We hope he goes to jail. (laughs) I mean, talk about, talk about consorting with the enemy, right? You just can't make this stuff up, and nor would I want to. But it does depress me, because. You know, the, 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 today's No Restraint podcast, which will drop at some point, it's in multiple pieces because I just was, there was so much to talk about. But one of the things I talked about is the fact that I no longer have any faith in the Department of Justice. I don't have any faith in the FBI, in the CIA. You know, when I was a crazy, you know, left-wing college student, I didn't trust them. And here I am, a grown woman, a senior citizen, I don't trust them. You know, their lies about January 6th, crumbling, you know, leaked uh, chats and all this stuff that says they were um, withholding exculpatory evidence in the trial of the Patriot boys or whatever they're called, uh, those boys. <laughs> and, and I just sit here and I go, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, how, how did we get here? It's almost surreal. I would have never believed it, like I said, if I saw it on a Netflix movie. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. I want to remind you all that if you have th- downloaded our app, you can get involved in all of our co- contests. I'm having trouble talking. I've been sick all weekend. Um, I think it's allergies. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I'm still congested. Um, but you can download the app and then you could participate in our contests there. I said it. Uh, we also are giving away a $50 DoorDash gift card so that you can get saucy with freaking delicious fried chicken tenders from tender shack. So you want to enter, you either go to the website, 850wftl.com or you do it on your app. I'll be right back. And then, of course, you know, there's still all the usual assorted crazy news. Now we find out that John Paul MacIsaac, who was the guy who had the computer repair shop in Delaware and who sued Hunter Biden for defamation, we now find out that the lawyers for Hunter Biden are trying to intimidate him, and they are claiming that they they should there should be a criminal investigation of Mac Isaac. He this is crazy stuff. You know he he uh, he said that Hunter Biden has included a counterclaim regarding the invasion of privacy in his answer to the defamation suit that was filed on Friday. So, in doing that, think about that. In trying to claim that he was hurt by the publication of his data, they, uh, they absolutely confirmed that the laptop was his, right? They want the Department of Justice to pursue people who spread the data that they claimed to be Hunter Biden's. But if it wasn't Hunter Biden's, which was that their original contention was, then why would he be saying that it was, uh, you know, that he had a reasonable expectation of privacy? He had more privacy than was reasonable. Any data that he created or maintained, especially the most private, such as the photos and the videos and the interactions and all of those emails with other adults, those would not be accessible to be used against him. But the laptop became Isaac's uh, property, After 90 days, he didn't retrieve the laptop within 90 days, which means he gave the Delaware Repair Shop ownership of that laptop. You know, I I, I just don't know. I I don't understand why that story is barely covered in the media, but all I heard this weekend was Maxine Waters and every, uh, you know, big mouth in the Democrat Party screaming about how uh, they're calling for a riot again. They want to invade the Capitol and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something about Donald Trump. I don't have to tell you. You all know this. If you think for one minute that he is going to, you know, go quietly into the, the night. I mean, is that what they expected? That if they indicted him, he would never resurface. He wouldn't fight back. It would just be game over. Because if that's what they thought, they're crazy. Now, you have the surrender, the arraignment. He's got to pose for a mugshot. He's got to be fingerprinted. He's got to be held in custody until a deal is negotiated. If he surrenders, and if he's indicted on charges, they could carry up to four years in prison. He's not going to be doing a perp walk, though. They're not putting handcuffs on him. I can tell you that right now. Instead, he'll walk in wearing a suit and a tie. He'll be surrounded by aides and Secret Service agents. And he could even make a deal with prosecutors to come in the back entrance. These criminal charges for $130,000 in payments to Michael Cohen, which he then sent to Stormy Daniels toward the end of his 2016 campaign, didn't, you know, the prosecutors are trying to make it that it violated campaign finance laws, but it was his money, and he denied having the affair. People pay all the time to have uh, useless claims by parties who just want to hurt them go away. He'll be the first president to be arrested since Ulysses S. Grant was pulled over for speeding in his horse and buggy in DC, uh, but at that time the police let him go with a fine. You can imagine what this is gonna look like. Any indictment would require him to surrender to a New York City police precinct or to the DA's office in Manhattan, which means he has to fly from Mar-a-Lago, most likely in his campaign jet, Trump Force One, And since a financial crime is considered a white-collar crime and considered nonviolent, he'll be allowed to self-surrender. There'll be no perp walk. They usually agree on a date and a time for the person to surrender rather than arrest the person at home. Not that they ever abide by those rules when it comes to Trump, but I'm hoping. Takes about four to six hours. He'll be fingerprinted, photographed, and then he'll be released on a desk appearance ticket, meaning he has to appear at the courthouse later for the arraignment. If he refused to surrender voluntarily, then they could have him extradited. Ironically though, if that were to happen, Governor DeSantis would have to formally approve the extradition. And technically it would be a strictly administrative move just that any governor would have to carry out. Politically, it's an entirely different story because Everybody knows that Ron DeSantis has done everything short of declaring he's running for president, making him a rival to Trump, right? And even though he has very few legal options other than to approve extradition, it's definitely gonna infuriate the conservative base that he's trying to win over. And if he didn't approve an extradition, then you're gonna have a long legal battle. New York will sue him. Some lawyer's working for Trump. Have said the the president's going to surrender. There won't be a standoff, and uh, and that's that. I saw Joe Tacopina on last night, and he said uh, there won't be a standoff. The timing, however, remains unclear because uh, once he's been formally indicted, they could have several days before he has to uh, has to surrender. He has the right to remain silent. He has the right to an attorney. But I don't think that they're going to do a lot of the stuff that they could do. And then he'll appear for arraignment in the Manhattan District Court. He'll get released on his own recognizance and he'll head home. That's all. And the fact that, you know, he's obviously not a flight risk. He's running for the nomination. So he'll get released. And he's got a campaign rally, by the way, scheduled on March 25th. That's five days from today, and he has made no, uh, you know, no noise that he's not going to keep up with his schedule. And of course, you know, there's going to be protests, and they love that. You know, Mayor Adams is holding virtual meetings to discuss security and staffing, and the White House is monitoring the situation. Oh, oh my God. John Kirby says, oh, we don't wanna see any activity go violent, certainly nothing to the extent that we saw on January 6th. Really? And what's gonna happen, since any trial would still be more than a year away, which would put it during the 2024 presidential election in which Donald Trump may very well be the candidate? The average criminal case in New York takes more than a year to move from indictment to trial. And, of course, he will use it. Donald Trump will use this as a political issue. He he has made that very clear. And he will be able to. And, of course, he'll be watching to see who defends him and who takes positions against him. Uh, Mike Pence already said this is outrageous. I haven't heard, I don't think, from Ron DeSantis yet. Uh, But Nikki Haley said it's outrageous. Uh, You know, this is outrageous. And there's other investigations going on. He's got two federal investigations and a state probe in Georgia. You know, over the, the, the Mar-a-Lago classified documents. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. But you know what I always say? If you think that, um, that Republicans run stupid herd-like clown shows compared to the Democrats nothing, 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 nothing. All right, let me take a break. When we come back, I got a lot more to talk about today. It's Monday, and it was quite, quite a weekend. We'll be right back. I tell you, you know, every day I I attempt to make sense of what's going on around me, and every day it gets harder. You know, I, I really believe that we have lost our direction, our sense of purpose as a country. You know, I I listened to everybody this weekend get all hysterical, oh, uh, you know, he better not call for protests and he better not uh, start anything. It'll be like the insurrection and we don't need that brought up and blah, blah, blah. And let me tell you something. You know, if you continuously harass someone and they never push back. What is your opinion of that person? Would you consider that person like a, a leader or even like, a, you know, bold or, or competent, even? Because I wouldn't. And, and I can tell you this President Trump doesn't have to call for protests, all he has to do is allow this to play out. I've already had people contact me, they're gonna be wearing MAGA clothing on Tuesday, people are gonna be gathering on Tuesday. Most of his most ardent loyalists, people like me, we're not, we're not uh, you know, going to Washington, but we are going to express our displeasure. And then we're gonna watch how this plays out, because as I just told you, this is gonna play out over months, if not years. And there's enough of us who know that what is about to happen actually serves his interests because it puts him right back in a spotlight that's sympathetic, you know, and and no, obviously Maxine Waters isn't going to have any sympathy for him and, and neither are these diehard DEI doofuses in the bureaucracies in Washington definitely not the Democrat Party, you know, the same party that wouldn't go down to the border because they know that's a mess. And they don't want to be seen looking at the mess and not doing anything about the mess, right? It's going to be the same thing with this. You know, they'll say, oh, he better not call for a protest, but they won't stop this. They instigated this. They initiated this. And you could see this morning, I have a friend who works in, Around the courthouse in in Manhattan downtown, and she said, "Man, they were dropping off barricades. Um, they're going to be blocking off streets and sidewalks. This is going to be the most inconvenient thing for those of us who work down here." The New York uh, Re- Young Republican Club said that they're going to meet on Monday, and there were, you know, look, there are always going to be people on, you know, some of these fringe social media platforms who are going to be screaming and yelling and let's let's go and let's save, you know, Donald Trump, we'll, we'll, we'll man the fort of uh, Mar-a-Lago. It ain't happening at Mar-a-Lago. He is going to be leaving Mar-a-Lago if he hasn't already left and going to New York where this will go down. And yes, he said, you guys ought to protest this. And I, I agree. I just don't know how and when that's going to take place. But it will. Um and and most people, especially people who got caught up in January 6th, have been intimidated by the Department of Justice. They're watching these people, you know, in solitary confinement, people going to prison for forty months for basically being accompanied around the uh, the Capitol building by Capitol Police. So you know, you're not going to get people, who were at the Stop the Steal rally to, uh, you know, willingly go to jail over this, and and that's that's important. You know, I, I don't know where some of the people are going to fall down on this. You got Alex Jones; um, uh, he hasn't said anything yet, of course. You know where's the billionaires that are going to step up and cover this? I, I, Elon Musk, he um he made a public statement on Twitter, which uh, a lot of people took to heart, and he warned he warned the uh, the Democrats. He said, uh, "If you do this, if you go go through with this, you are guaranteeing a landslide." and Donald Trump will be reelected, And that was in response, I guess he saw it on Fox News, that showed how the DA's office requested a meeting with law enforcement officials to discuss security preparations and whether they should handcuff and fingerprint the former president when they escort him into the courtroom. And uh, Elon Musk said, go ahead, do it, because if that happens, he'll be reelected in a landslide victory. And he's right you know people are not going to just roll over and play dead because this da has been pressured by the way this da passed on this prosecution once but then they got to him right and so now they said well you know let's just let's this is a very partisan witch hunt and we understand that right it's corrupt it's political it's based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors, crap story. You know, if the Manhattan DA indicts him, it'll be a bigger win than I have already been predicting. And people know I've been predicting, you know, that, that that this is not in the best interests of the country. And people get tired of them not concerning themselves with what's in the best interests of the country. You know, if you weaponize government and you do political persecutions like this, you, you invite them for yourself. You know, the day will come when this will be turned on Democrats and criminal charges. What, what, what happens if, if uh, you know, Joe Biden loses the election and they start looking into, we, we, we know there are congressional committees looking into the, all these, uh, you know, allegations of money from China uh, being literally just shipped off to the Biden family, right? So, now, with this precedent set, all it takes is for a DA in a red state to say, we're gonna pursue charges against uh, the former president. We wanna know who, you know who controlled those bank accounts and what that money was for. Look, Democrats are at it again. They always push the nuclear button. And, and this time, they've decided to go full steam ahead Attacking a president because of some disgraced extortionist by the name of Stormy Daniels and some doofus attorney named Michael Cohen. I'll tell you why it's happening. It's because Donald Trump is leading in the polls and 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 they're they're starting to get really really, really scared. The American people know this is a sham. they're not going to tolerate turning the justice system into an injustice system to influence a presidential election, which is what they want to do. Our country's not going to let this happen. This is going to backfire massively for the Democrat Party, and it's going to end in a disgrace for the entire nation. We're no different than, uh, you know, Castro's Cuba, than Putin's Russia, than Xi's China, if we do this. No different at all. So we'll see. You know, as I said before, I'm not the least bit uh, uh, concerned about the long-term effects. I think that uh, I've seen this playbook in usually in Latin American countries, and uh, it never works out quite well for anybody. And uh, I don't think it's going to work out well for, for the Democrat Party. That's, that's just my opinion, you know, but I'm pretty confident that I'm right. Um, I saw another story, I probably should wait until after the break, but I, I I just can't, I can't. There's so much to talk about in so little time, right? Um, but I, I really, I, I looked at a couple of stories over the weekend about this Google censorship, you know? And, and I, look, I've been using alternative uh, browsers for some time, but, you know, they've, made it so hard to get the information you need with the alternative browsers. Now, I don't know if that's a process of uh, the alternative browsers are just not as good or Google actually interferes with their operation. I, I just don't know. I'm not a tech savvy kind of person, but I do know this. I had told my husband to search for a news story that I thought would be interesting to him which I had been sent, and I must have deleted the email, so I didn't have the link anymore. So I just told him, "Well, just search for this story." And so he said, "There's no such story. I can't find ser- the st- story." And he was on uh, Duck Duck Go, and I said, "You're kidding, right? Like it was a story in a major newspaper. It wasn't like you know, uh, I, I, the person who sent it to me wasn't sending me a link to uh, you know Infowars." It, was, it might have been the Times, the Post. It was a major newspaper. But it was censored at DuckDuckGo, or at least he couldn't get it. <coughs> and then I went and I got on his computer and went to the Google search engine. It popped up numerous times, which tells me that something's going on And I'm going to take a break so that I can clear my throat. You stay right where you are. Don't forget, 1 o'clock, Dan Bongino, 4 o'clock, Ben Shapiro, 6 o'clock, the WPTV News. I'll be right back. Yeah, so uh, look, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene these days, but uh, she did make a very good point. She said, fear and anger are the most powerful combination when election time comes around. And the Democrats are driving that with all of this. And, uh, and, you know, the, you can't get past that. People are not going to be forgiving of what they see as a gross miscarriage of justice. So, yeah, so I, I, like I said, I'm not worried. And for those of you that are worried, um, you know, don't be worried. This is going to be super, super interesting. And, uh, you know, for somebody in talk radio... This is, you know, this is like made for paradise. You know what I feel really sad about? And I was reading an article, I think it was in, uh, in a New York newspaper. Actually, I don't remember where I read it, but it was about the, the story of how Jimmy Carter's reelection campaign, and we're talking about 40 years ago, that um, they were, there were efforts to sabotage. His re-election campaign, and of course, if you remember, it was 1980, there was a hostage crisis in Iran that had literally paralyzed his presidency, um, and so really the the only thing he might have been able to do was to free the 52 Americans that were held before election day, um, but apparently John Connolly Jr., who's a big you know, former Texas governor who served three presidents and was a, 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 a former Democrat who actually sought the Republican nomination in 1980 only to be swamped by Governor Ronald Reagan of California. So now he resolved to help Reagan beat Carter and in the process, you know, he could become Secretary of State or, or Secretary of Defense or something in the new administration so this was a secret for like 40 years. I read it. It's an interesting story. I think it's in DNYUZ. So you might want to look it up. Uh, of course, don't try to look it up on uh, on any uh, search engines that are limited in scope. Probably uh, you're going to have to look at Google, which is the only one that seems to get all the stories. But I would say this. If you are... You know, thinking about what could take the arrest of a former president off of the front pages of every major newspaper. I mean, you gotta be like me. You have to be thinking about this, right? Like what could happen? You know, G and, and Putin meeting, well, I don't think that's, you know, gonna be a big enough news story. They're not about to, you know, unleash a, a weapon or anything like that they're not going to say very much either. And we'll just all be supposing what they talked about. But we have a former, another former president who has been in hospice for a couple of weeks now. And his decision to go into hospice was so that um, there would be no more extraordinary methods uh, used or utilized to keep him alive. But, eventually, former President Jimmy Carter is going to pass. And if, that's, if that were to take place on the, uh, in der- during the same week or even on the same day as an arrest of another former president takes place, let me ask you a question. Which news story do you think is going to get precedence? Because if you've watched cable news as long as I have, There is nothing they like better than the funeral processions of former presidents, senators, presidential candidates, whatever. And Jimmy Carter will get a big, big... uh, There'll be a lot of fanfare. You know, the body of Lion State in the Capitol building. There'll be uh, the usual uh, suspects. Joe Biden has already announced he's delivering the eulogy at the request of... of, uh, Jimmy Carter, it's like, mm, I guess Jimmy Carter just had no choice or something because I, I can't imagine anybody wanting Joe Biden to deliver their eulogy. I mean, just based on the, on the fact that it, it, he's not really coherent uh, uh, very much. And he tends to shoot from the hip once in a while in the middle of very serious occasions. And it would not be appropriate to have a joke at the, uh, at the funeral. Oh, I see that uh, Governor DeSantis has broken his silence today. He uh, He has attacked the Manhattan District Attorney pursuing the case, but also pointedly noting the personal conduct over which Mr. Trump is being investigated. He spoke in response to a reporter's question at an event in Panama City After two days of pressure from Mr. Trump's team and his influential allies, demanding that the governor speak out against an indictment that's likely to be brought by Alvin L. Bragg, the uh, Manhattan District Attorney, after a reporter asked Mr. DeSantis thoughts about the potential indictment and whether he might have a role in extraditing Mr. Trump to New York, the governor demurred, saying he did not know what was going to happen. But I do know this. The Manhattan DA is a Soros-funded prosecutor, he said of Mr. Bragg, who Mr. Trump and a number of Republicans maintain has received indirect financial support from George Soros, the liberal billionaire philanthropist. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponized their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety, Mr. DeSantis said. Then he twisted the knife regarding the actions over which Mr. Trump is likely to be indicted, hush money payments made in late 2016 by Michael Cohen, then his lawyer and fixer, to a porn star who said she had an affair with Mr. Trump. I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that but what I can speak to is that you have a prosecutor who's ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago to try to use something about porn star hush money payments. You know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. Governor DeSantis said, and I think that's fundamentally wrong. The real victims are ordinary New Yorkers. I think he's right. Well played, Mr. Governor. Now, of course, a spokesman for Donald Trump hasn't immediately responded, but I assure you, he will respond before the end of the day. And, uh, and that's that. You know, Mr. DeSantis is facing a lot of uh, attacks from Donald Trump right now, and he's been sampling a bunch of different nicknames. So we'll see. But even as he was commenting on 45's legal situation, he always likes to paint himself as above the fray. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature, Mr. DeSantis told reporters. I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. I can't spend my time worrying about things like Mr. Trump's situation better start worrying about things like that because they'll soon be your situation if you were to get the nomination. Does he really believe they won't go after him the same way they're going after Donald Trump? Because if he does believe that, then he's too stupid to be president, exactly. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, As I said to you, I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, I'm not inclined to panic in situations like this. I've seen it so many times over and over again with Donald Trump and he always emerges, not just victorious, but like in better shape than he was before they started this nonsense. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. My plan is to be back here tomorrow at noon, if it be his will and he delays his coming. Remember that what lies behind us or what lies behind us or in front of us or what lies behind or in front of uh, President Donald Trump The only thing that matters is what lies within you and within him is a fighting spirit and within you and I is a spirit of justice. May God bless you and may God preserve the justice of America. See you tomorrow.